Hey, Goal Achievers. Welcome to the Elite Achievement Community. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach here to demystify the goal achievement process. If you are ambitious and visionary, then let's get to work so you can maximize your potential. Hey, Goal Achievers. Welcome back to Elite Achievement. Kristen here. And today, I have a very special guest on our show. I am excited to introduce you to Macy Miller. Macy is the incredible woman behind my brand and is an expert when it comes to branding, website, and design. Macy is a brand and website designer who has been in business for two and a half years. Macy and her husband, Blake, are welcoming their first baby this January. Welcome, Macy. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to just nerd out and talk all things branding and websites and businesses. I'm so excited to nerd out with you because I always get so fired up when we have calls on my calendar. And I love how you, Macy, you keep me in check. And you help me focus on one thing at a time and and stay in order. Yes, yes. Sometimes that means we have to go a little bit slower, but definitely. That's how I started my business was one thing at a time and then slowly building it on. But yeah, I'm excited to be on here. Well, tell us more about that journey of starting your business. Yeah, certainly. So I was somebody who actually never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was like, Mm, own my own small business. Heck no, that sounds stressful. (laughs) It's like too nervous of a person to do that. And well, here I am two and a half years later. (laughs) I've started my own business in March of 2018. And I officially went full time in September of 2018. So it took me about six months to get up off the ground and establish a savings and a consistent clientele. But before that, I was actually in various marketing positions. And so I have extensive experience in the professional agency world where I was a graphic designer. And then as well, I also have experience in the B2B world as a marketing manager. And so that really played on the left side of my brain. But I realized as I was working full-time for these people, doing their marketing, getting them leads and designing for other people that I needed to play with the other side of my brain, the right side of my brain. I always say that I was made to create And I just needed to be creative. And so what I did was I used friends, family, acquaintances. I used them as my inspiration and started just doing small websites and branding. And slowly, it just kind of picked up from word of mouth to the point to where it was like, maybe I should have a website. And then maybe I should make this official and tell the world. And it kind of went really fast. Six months is is pretty fast to go full-time. But it's literally my dream job, and I could not imagine doing anything else now. Well, I can certainly hear the passion in your voice as you talk about the work you do and the impact you make with your clients. And you mentioned you were a little nervous at the start of this. You didn't consider yourself to be an entrepreneur. So how did you work through those nerves to get to where you are today? 
Honestly, I shoved them down (laughs) and just started. I think the most nerve wracking day in my business was when I posted on my personal Facebook that I had a business because I was so afraid of judgment. Mm. And to be honest, two and a half years later, I have a little bit more perspective and it's like, I'm proud of myself. Like I proved that I can do this and I'm making about 30% more than I made in a salary position. And that's expected to grow. And I have the freedom. I'm working half as much as I did at a corporate job. And I get to really establish and start to lay down some goals for the future. And there's so much more freedom that I have now that I own my own business. My husband and I just went on a four-day trip where we just spent as much time outside and on the beach and on a boat, that would have been impossible because it was less than a two-week notice. So I shoved the nerves down and I just did it. I just started the five-second rule. That was five, four, three, two, one. Announce the freaking website. (laughs) And then as well, understanding and really having a solid why which helped beat my nerves. Because if I could see that by conquering this fear, I could have all of these positive things in my life. It's like, well, why the heck not? I love that. And we all have an opportunity to shove those nerves down a little bit further. (laughs) You mentioned you just got back from this wonderful trip with the hubs and getting ready to welcome babies. So you started your business you're growing rapidly. How has the news of welcoming your first child changed or shifted some of your business perspectives and priorities? I mean, to be honest, it's completely rocked our world because she was not planned. But I realized that it's rocked our world in the best way possible. And it's shaken me out of some really bad habits and made me take a step back in my business and look at some of you know, the habits I had and then what my priorities are. Because when you work for yourself, it's so easy to work all the time. And I found myself working 10-hour days and taking on job after job just because I did enjoy it so, so much. But I was working myself into the ground and there was a bottleneck going on in my business where it was just me doing things. And so when I found out that I was pregnant, I actually had a very rough first trimester between exhaustion and all day nausea. I could barely work on a computer and that lasted about eight weeks. And so that shifting from working 10 hour days to two hours at most, maybe an hour to just getting one thing done a day, it actually made me more productive because one, it was like, okay, what do I really have to get done today? And then it shifted my priorities because you know, now that we have a child coming in, family is becoming so important to me. And I realized that I can't keep up at this pace in my business if I want to spend more time with the family, if I want to take a maternity leave, if I want to take care of our child part-time. There's a lot of different lifestyle decisions that are going to have to be made over the next six months. And just the way I was operating my business as a one-woman show, (laughs) it changed that. And so I do think everything happens for a reason. And I'm so thankful for this. But yeah, that was pretty rough first trimester mentally and physically. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I remember when I was pregnant with Scarlett and 
I remember I questioned a lot of what would business be like once she's here. And at the time, I was in a very corporate role. And I wondered, will I still be able to get ahead? Will I still have the same level of respect and ambition that I had prior to becoming pregnant? And so it does, it creates a lot of mindset questions and curiosity. And I think for people like you and me, the most difficult part is that uncertainty because we love details, we love plans, we love agendas. And as I have definitely grown as a mama, and that's one of the things that I want to point out to our listeners here is that motherhood is absolutely a journey, just like building a business is a journey. But as I've grown, I have really learned to give myself more grace. And like you're mentioning, priorities have become clearer. You work with a lot more intention. And for me, I've really figured out my work and my family is truly an integration. It's really difficult to separate the two of them. So I'm excited to follow your journey and welcome this new little baby. And how awesome that you are having a little girl. How awesome that another fierce woman is going to be coming into this world. I know. We're really, really excited. So you work with a lot of your clients on establishing a brand and creating their social media presence and building websites. How do you think we can be more consistent with our brand? A lot of times branding can be hard to define because it's such a big word. If anybody gets anything out of this podcast episode is that branding is not just a logo. It's not just colors. It's not just fonts. Branding actually begins from the very first touch point that a customer or client has with you. And so that first call, how you interact with that client to the way that your copywriting is on your social media... Branding is really the entire experience that a client or customer goes through. The best example that I have for that is the difference that you feel when you walk into Target versus Walmart. You know, when you walk into Target, there's friendly faces that are smiling, and there are at Walmart, but I know that Target has such a strong training program. The colors are positioned in a certain way, the layout is in a certain way. That whole entire thing is branding. So when we go back to how do I have a consistent brand, there are things that you can say, there are processes that you can put into place without even investing in a professional designer that creates consistency within your brand. I remember in some of our early conversations as we were establishing my brand, you taught me a powerful lesson around content creation. Yeah. And one of the lessons you've taught me is that you don't always have to create new content, that it can be really powerful if you have a couple of key messages or key ideas that you continuously promote because there are always going to be new followers. Can you talk a little bit more about how you continuously promote your brand and show up with those consistent messages? Yeah. So one of the questions that I ask my clients is a very general life-focused question, which is, what do you want to be known for? What do you want your business to be known for? And so for me personally, that is design slash branding, website design, marketing, and entrepreneurship. 
And so with those four pillars in mind, that guides any kind of content or social media creation that I do. And so when you go to my Instagram or my website, my blog, you're going to notice that the content there is very focused because it just taps into those four different pillars. And it's important to do that because by creating that consistency and by only talking about those four pillars and everything that has to do with that, you become an authority in that space and you start to build credibility. You start to be seen as an expert. And so that's what our goal is when we're trying to convert clients and customers. We have to establish you as an authority in your space so that the client has 100% confidence in you and that they know once you jump on that phone call with them that you don't even need to sell yourself because it's already been sold. And so consistency can really create authority. Consistency creating authority. So if I am newer in my entrepreneurial journey How do you recommend I identify those four pillars? What are some strategies you have for figuring out what messages I want to consistently put out into the world? Well, you kind of have to take an inventory. Take some time to reflect. First of all, what is your business? And that could be a hard thing for people to decide. I have some clients who come to me and they're like, I'm a podcaster, blogger, coach, speaker, and I own master classes. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> How can you sum up your business and what you do in one sentence or less? I am a brand and website designer for female entrepreneurs. What are you, Kristen? I am a goal achievement coach for individuals who want to achieve breakout performances. Yes. And so when you create that mission statement, that becomes a beacon for everything that you do. So that's number one is figuring out what your mission statement is. And then number two, what is the vision that you have for your business? Where do you see yourself in five years? And actually in my plan, I saw myself as a part-time mom and a part-time business owner. So She came a little early, but that was in my plan. And so, you know, where do you see your business in five years is super powerful because that also helps guide you on any decision that you want to make for your business. Having that vision helps you figure out what kind of content you want to create. And then the third key question is, who do you want to serve? And I'm going to be a little bit tough, but you can't serve everybody. There are certain clients that I have to turn away because they aren't the right fit for me. But I know that the clients I do say yes to, it's 110% yes, and that I'm going to serve them fully. And they're going to be so happy with our services. This is a critical talking point. And I coach a lot of small business owners and Some of them are in the newer phases of building their business, and they have this belief or mindset that they have to serve everyone. How did you get comfortable as an entrepreneur yourself saying no to clients that don't align with your ideal client profile? Yeah, certainly. It's hard because it's money. But I realize one, where I find the most joy is when I can take my client from a blank canvas to a fully established brand and website to the full package. And so I had to get comfortable with saying no. And so sometimes that, you know, upsets people or sometimes they don't understand, but I knew that my key package, if I can get the exact amount of clients that I want with this package, 
that will make me more money and get me closer to my goals. So I was guided by money, but just in a different sense. (laughs) It sounds like you figured out where the big ticket items were coming from and how to replicate more of that work that drives revenue and energizes you. Exactly. And so once you figure out that key component, it can be hard to say no, but you have to trust in yourself and in your business because it does take time. You've been in business for a couple of years, and I'm going to assume there were times in your business where you had some doubt or you were questioning, is this going to work? How did you work through those negative mental narratives to stay consistently focused on the activities you needed to do to grow your business? So you're meaning, how the heck did I get off the LinkedIn part-time jobs page? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And quit and and went to something easier because definitely had a few days with those. I think for me, the biggest thing that helped was going back to what I love the most about my job, which is my clients and designing and the creative side of things. When I started questioning whether or not this was worth it, I sometimes would take a look at what I had done already in that previous year so that I could see all of the wins that I've had before. And then as well, taking a look at the testimonials that I had received already and the impact that I had been able to create with my clients. That was a big factor. And then honestly, taking a break. Usually when I was wanting to quit, it was because I was overwhelmed. And I never want to be overwhelmed in my business. I always want to come from a place of peaceful productivity. And so whenever I would question whether or not I was suited for this, it was usually because I was stressed or I wasn't making enough money or I upset a client, which happens. And so a lot of times I would take a break. And so I'd close up my computer for the day because you know nothing is that urgent. I'd go on a walk, I'd go see a movie, and then I'd know that I would start the next day with a fresh start. I'd have my favorite cup of coffee, I'd open up that laptop, and I'd just get back to work. But honestly, the best advice that I have for any entrepreneur is to do not quit. Keep pushing through and be patient because you will be able to reap the rewards of your hard work. And I think that's such a critical component of being consistent, right? I know that so many times as entrepreneurs, we might want to stop or we don't see the results right away. And it sounds like for you, if you feel frustration, that's a trigger for take a break. You've been able to discipline yourself to take an afternoon or a day off versus letting that break turn into weeks and then months. I think that's really important to understand how you tick and what gives you energy and how you can get back to your mission and serving your clients. You mentioned you work with female entrepreneurs. What are some of the things we do that hinder our brand? What are some things you think we should avoid as we're building our brand? I would think the lack of confidence because so many times we're afraid to go with something. Like I have a client today who I was talking with and she was like, I can't decide between this lead magnet or this lead magnet. (laughs) And I was like, they were both amazing ideas. Just start, just go. 
And so I think so many times it's like, oh, I can't post consistently on social media because I'm going to seem annoying or I can't do this one lead magnet because somebody else has already gotten it. There are so many limiting beliefs that we encounter. And I've noticed that most females who see other females doing the work, there's this form of respect that we have. And so I don't know why we're so worried about what other people think of us. I'm speaking from my own experience. Once I got over myself and just started posting on Instagram, you know, I realized that there was a reaction and I was getting engagement and I was hearing from people and, you know, they were listening to what I had to say, which I would have never known or would have never realized if I hadn't started. I am so glad we are going here with this topic because (laughs) confidence is one of my favorite talking points. I remember the first time I posted an Instagram story selfie video and I recorded and deleted and recorded and deleted. And now I've gotten to a point where I just start posting and putting it out there. And the more that I've shown up as imperfect, the easier it becomes. It does. And for me, I had to really give myself a rule. I had to say, okay, I need to post three stories and I need to freaking talk because it is super important when you're in social media marketing, it is important for people to see your face. They're investing a lot of money into you. And so it can be an inhibitor if they don't know what you talk like. (laughs) They don't know what your personality is. And so I definitely would be like, okay, I'm going to post one story a day today and I'm going to do it three times this week. And you start off slow. You don't have to go like guns a blazing and like launch your website, post 10 blogs and then be like consistent on stories and Instagram posts and Facebook. Just focus on one little thing that you can do. Do it well. And then once you've got the hang of it, add to that. And then that can really help create consistency. Well, and I feel like you are speaking to my soul. I remember a lot of our early combos and I want a website and I want to have this great social content and I need a blog and I need a podcast and I need a thousand clients. And you're like, Kristen, simmer down now, simmer down. Well, you talk about something that I find a lot of us women struggle with or myself I struggle with. And it's this idea of an all or nothing mindset right? I either do all the social posts or I don't have a social media strategy. So you've helped me stay very grounded and come from a place of focusing on progress, not perfection. How have you arrived at the space in your business where it's not an all or nothing mentality? I think I found what works for me in my business. And I've slowly tried one thing after the other. I've been on Facebook, I went on Instagram, I tried Pinterest. And so as I slowly added each one of those on and seen how they performed, I then analyze every quarter and realize which performs the best. So then I change and pivot and focus on only those. One thing for me this year was my Instagram. I wasn't getting any clientele from it, but then I realized, no, I do get clients from it. I just haven't been consistent. So I hired a social media manager because I had the bandwidth and my finances to do so. And I wanted to test it out. Well, she's been amazing. She's made me about $10,000 in three months just from that 
new alone. And so knowing that, okay, this works, I can now hand her over the reins. Same thing with Pinterest. I did Pinterest myself for two and a half years, but once I saw that it really worked, I then focused all of my efforts on Pinterest. So I think starting one thing at a time so that you can really evaluate and see what works best is better than an all or nothing mentality. Because if you do the all or nothing mentality, you do everything all at once and you don't analyze, how do you know what worked? Wow. Yeah. I just think a lot about what you're saying and how that applies to my own business and how we think we have to be experts at all the things right out of the gate. And that doesn't serve us well. We feel overwhelmed. We constantly feel behind. And to your point, We have so many irons in the fire, we can't figure out which one is driving revenue or getting us clients. And so to take a deep breath, pick one focus, go deep on that focus, do it consistently over time. And if it works, great, layer on a new focus and continue that focus. And if it doesn't, pivot. Yeah, no, I had a client, I just had this conversation today. I was like, right now, I'm building your website. You just need to focus on creating this lead magnet for me and that's it. Don't do anything else. Once this website is done, we will then focus on how to get traffic to this website and we'll figure out which traffic strategy, which marketing strategy would work best for you. For her, it's Facebook. For me, Facebook has not had any value for my business. So I stopped doing Facebook. So I think it's also important to clip off what's not working and not be afraid to really, really focus your efforts. Well, this has been an incredibly insightful conversation. We've talked a lot about being a mom and we've talked a lot about establishing a brand. Share with us, what are you most excited to accomplish this year? Oh, I love this question. I am most excited to start a small team and to establish a form of passive income through my template shop. And so by doing these, I will be able to take a maternity leave and not have a ginormous pay cut and be able to keep my business running on autopilot while I'm not there. This has inspired another question. If some of our other listeners might be expecting and planning for a maternity leave when you're in business for yourself is very different than if you're working a corporate job. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other strategies or ideas you are working on to be able to pause in your business and enjoy a maternity leave? So one thing I actually did, and I'm not sure if this is abnormal, but baby girl is due in end of January. And Christmas is less than a month apart from her. So I actually am stopping all client work at Christmas. And I'm going to focus solely on my business and creating content so that while I'm gone, whether it's you know two months, three months, four months, heck, six months, I have that content in place so I can ease in back into my business whenever I please. And then another thing to help me ease into my business is I've slowly started to add team members to my business. I said earlier in this podcast, I added a Instagram marketing manager to do all of my Instagram. And then another person who is starting this month actually is a Pinterest manager. Because again, like we said, Pinterest has been amazing for my business and Pinterest would be an amazing avenue to promote my template shop. 
And then the very last person that I hired and that I plan on hiring until baby girl is here is my design assistant to help me manage smaller things, take care of loose ends, double check my work, you know, kind of just fine tuning. Now that I have these three amazing women on my team, I'm going to season them and we are going to get a lean, mean machine going so that I have full confidence when I leave, I can come back to a thriving business. Well, Macy, for the listeners who are inspired, share with us how we can learn more about you and your work. I have a website. It is beboldesignstudio.com. And then I also have an Instagram, which is Macy underscore Miller. Well, I so appreciate your time today and had a blast learning all about branding and consistency and launching a business and becoming a mama. So thank you for all of your insight and expertise. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about business. It's a fun topic and I'm excited to go back with my notebook and take some notes for my own business so I can keep growing as well. Awesome. With that goal, achievers, keep celebrating your weekly wins, learning from your lessons, and identifying your priorities so you can consistently pursue progress in the direction of your goals. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you are feeling inspired and want to join the Goal Achievers community, visit my website to sign up and get connected. We can also connect socially on Instagram. Follow me at Meet Kristen Burke. Links are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and share this show. Until next time, Goal Achievers, keep progressing towards your goals and celebrate those weekly wins. 